0: Hello and welcome to this podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about new builds. So one of my uh, property strategies uh, is either buying land with planning and sometimes even trying to obtain planning uh, and uh, other times uh, buying land, obtaining planning, and then flipping. Uh, So this particular case that I'd like to share with you, which is uh, one of my developments, which is just about to finish, in fact, Uh, we've probably got two or three days left and then it should be done uh, which is great news because it's taken a long time and I just want to talk you through uh, the ins and outs of that uh, with the hope of uh, sharing some key takeaways with you for things to look out so there's a plot of land uh, not too far away from my office uh, and the agent had it up for sale for £97,000 uh, it was going to auction so I called up the agent uh, and 97,000 was the, basically the final bid that they wanted anything less than they weren't interested and they were going to go to the auction uh, so I spoke to one of my JV partners in fact this is a new JV partner long-term friend who I've known for a very long time uh, he does some building work his father's a, a, a builder uh, so he'd done some projects in the past uh, and we thought it would be a good idea to do some stuff together which sounded great uh, at the time uh, so the first thing obviously was to secure the land uh, and I wasn't able to go to the auction on that day and he said he would uh, bid on the phone so I said that's fine uh, but Obviously, we can get the property for £97,000 pre-auction. Uh, so make sure you don't pay a penny over £97,000. And he said, yeah, that that's fine. Uh, and on the day of the auction, late afternoon, gives me a call. says, fantastic, Shaz, we've done it. We've got the land secured. I said, good job. How much did you get it for? Uh, and he said, pretty much paraphrasing his words to some extent, is, I got a bit excited on the phone and I paid a bit more than the asking price. So I said, how much more? A hundred and seventeen thousand pounds. So basically, we ended up paying 20,000 pounds more than we could have paid had we bought it pre-auction. So the first thing to bear in mind, which might sound obvious to some, but to others clearly isn't that obvious, uh, is that when you're buying properties at auction, have your walk away price. Even if you're there or if you're on the phone, do not get excited. Have your price and if it exceeds that price, just walk away. Might not be that easy to do because obviously, let's say if you're based in Peterborough and the auction's in York, for example. uh, So you might go there the night before if the auction's uh, one of the earlier lots in the morning uh, or you might drive uh, in the morning. uh, so, So that drive kind of locks you in, incentivizes you, you've made the effort. So you're kind of predetermined now. Uh, to buy uh, the, the, the plot that you're looking for or the property you're looking at. Uh, but I think you need, you need to be dispassionate about this and say, this is the price it works at. Anything over, I'm walking away uh, because that's one thing that my JV partner on this particular deal didn't do. So we ended up paying £20,000 more than we should have done. However, that's done. We move on. The next thing to do was obviously to uh, apply for planning permission. And this is a small plot of land. It's quite deep, but it's not that wide. So we were told uh, we could get two semi-detached properties, three bedroom semi-detached properties on there. Uh, But because it's quite deep, uh, and uh, we had a reasonably good architect who was chosen by my JV partner, because he'd worked with him before, uh, we came up with the idea to have uh, three, well initially we had seven flats in total on the drawings when we submitted the planning application the planning officer wasn't happy with that so we negotiated and ended up agreeing on five flats. So right at the front of the uh, plot which is on the main road we've got three two bedroom flats and at the right at the back uh, we've got two two bedroom masonettes and in between We've got a lot of space for the driveway, some front and rear gardens. So it works pretty well. Uh, So I was pretty happy with the planning content we got because uh, that worked out to be just say roughly 25,000 pounds per plot, uh, which isn't great, but it isn't bad either. Because I say it isn't bad because it's quite local to me. Uh, It's a deal we could do quite comfortably. Uh, We had the cash, so there was no loan uh, or external funding. Uh, and it's the smallest deal that I've ever done. Uh, but again, it's just deal flow, keeping things rolling, working with new JV partners, overcoming, addressing new different types of challenges. So for all of those reasons, uh, I thought uh, I'd, I'd go ahead, which I did. Uh, and my JV partner then wanted to use uh, his family member, his father, to do the building work. Now, that's okay, uh, I guess, but uh, looking back now from my own experience, uh, this is just my personal opinion, is I think uh, when you have JV partners, uh, it's probably better not to get other family members involved to do work. And if you do do that, uh, I'd say it's always best to get at least three quotes, keep it very transparent, open on the table, have the same terms and conditions, the requirements, the criteria for everybody, so they know they're bidding for the same thing on the same terms, uh, and then have very clear deadlines, uh, because my JV partner was very keen just to uh, use his father, so he wasn't keen for us to get uh, external quotes, and I wasn't keen to really uh, at the time, just because uh, partly because of the size of the deal, uh, I wasn't too keen to enter into a, a major debate or argument uh, over that. Uh, although I wasn't too comfortable with that, and I made that known. Uh, so uh, while so we got no external quotes, he wanted to use his father. He's Dad gave a, uh, a quote for how much he thought it would cost. It wasn't a, a written quote because he said it's going to be basically my time plus uh, all the materials. But uh, he gave us a ballpark of £350,000, which seemed pretty reasonable uh, and uh, workable. However, it took us best part of eight months to deal with the planning conditions, which I think obviously is way, way, way too long. Uh, and my JV partner works. Uh, full-time so uh, I appreciate he's unable to commit uh, a lot of time uh, to uh, this particular deal Uh, so the next tip or advice i would give you is have somebody who has the time to deal with these things uh, be it you or your JV partner uh, or if not employ somebody else to deal with this stuff so it moves quicker because eight months is way way too long and I say that uh, based on experience of done having done other deals myself Having seen clients do deals and being a city councillor and sitting on the planning committee so having a, a reasonably decent understanding of how planning works and having obviously worked with uh, planning officers for my residents, eight months is way, way, way too long. But that happened, that slipped up. Uh, from that, the building work started and it took two years to complete the building work which is just, just I mean, incredible. Uh, should no way have taken that long? And again, the problem is when you've got family members involved, or your JV partners have their family members involved. It's very difficult to hold them accountable. you yeah. know I mean, it's easy to, to to talk about it, or to say on the podcast, "No, well, you've got to do you know do this, do that, do the other." But especially when they're not your family members, and they're family members of a JV partner, it makes it even harder. Uh, and especially when it's like a father-son relationship Uh, so that slipped and there were kind of reasons given in terms of uh, drainage issues but i mean two years to build five two bedroom Uh, apartments were just too 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 long Uh, so i'll reiterate again uh, make sure you got clear terms and conditions make sure where if you can avoid using family members or you avoid using family members of your partners it's just a messy situation it's difficult to walk away it makes it harder to hold people accountable and I know there might be some people out there who say oh yeah we can do it we made it work that's fine but I'm here to share my own experience with you and based on that particular experience uh, it didn't work out too well and it's one I wouldn't be keen to repeat again it's not one I, w- I would endorse but I'm, I'm sure if there are others out there who've made it work Uh, Then fair play to them, Uh, and I guess part of the weakness on my side, and again this is something you should bear in mind, is I kind of lost control, so I left it to the JV partner to just crack on, and partly I think it was friendship that got in the way because I knew him so well. I said, okay, he'll he'll move on with it. Whereas what I should have said is we should have had regular updates. So I would strongly suggest to you have regular meetings or regular updates, Skype calls, Zoom calls, whichever forum or medium or platform you want to use uh, or just even just email saying I just want to update every single month on exactly where we are, what's going on, are we on target, are we not on target and that's what I normally do on a deal which is kind of weird in a way because that's how we do all of our deals but this particular one just worked in in a different way I guess. Sometimes life just takes you uh, in different directions and you kind of learn different lessons. And this was one of those lessons. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's good because even a really small deal, uh, the profit margins are still okay. They're not anywhere near the kind of profit margins that uh, I normally achieve in my deals. Uh, but because it, it's local uh, and because uh, it was a small deal, it kept, kept the ball rolling. It didn't really cause too much pain. I mean, obviously, I've got money stuck in the a deal, uh, but that didn't hold me back doing other deals. So I've done a number of deals subsequently. Some of them I've seen to fruition, and some I'll talk about on future podcasts. Uh, but yeah, uh, it can be very sticking. It can be a very sticking point if you use family members. So having that accountability there uh, kind of helps a lot. Uh, so that was my experience on this particular project. Overall, uh, I'd say it worked okay. It's not brilliant. Not in line with how i usually do things uh but uh, nevertheless another deal over the line we're now in the process of selling all five units which i hope we will do uh, and then i'll use that those funds to uh look at other projects which i've got uh, a couple of these in the pipeline already one is a 40 home development uh, just uh, 45 50 miles north of peterborough in boston because i've done other stuff in boston quite seem to like that area lincolnshire works reasonably well for me Uh, So that's going ahead. And once we've sold these units, uh, I'll then look at another development. So I hope you found that helpful. I've kept it short and brief today to the point. uh, And I hope you get some value from it. Any questions, as always, feel free to contact me. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages, Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.